This is the Good Things Guy podcast with myself, Brendan DeCube, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. I'm on a mission to change what the world pays attention to. I truly believe that there's good news all around us, and I spend my time hunting down and reporting on the best good news stories from South Africa and the world. In the Good Things Guy podcast, you'll meet these everyday heroes and hear their incredible stories. Welcome back to another episode of Good Things Guy. This week I get to sit down with someone, and I'm quite excited to do this. It's someone I've looked up to for a very long time, not just because of his great music, but also because of the great heart he has and the great work he does in South Africa. Joe Black. Dude. It's great to have you here. Listen, if I tell you I've been following the Good Guy things. Yes. Man, this is, this is an honor being on the show. Well, I, I mean, we can take a step back because I featured you before your music, I think. You'd started with Be That Guy yeah. many, many years ago, and we'd written a feature about it. But for our listeners and the viewers who might not know what Be That Guy is, what exactly is it? <laughs> I, I, I don't know myself. So I just started talking at schools. I had this whole motivational speech where I want to inspire kids to go back to core values, you know, integrity, honesty, loyalty, all that type of stuff. And it evolved into a space where it started getting emotional, you know, touching on emotional issues, depression and stuff like that, anti-bullying. And now I've spoken to at least 700 schools in the last four years. It's big for me. So I, <laughs> it's not something that I speak about often. But my formative years, not so much high school, but primary school was really hard for me. Bullying was, was big for me. I had to go through a lot of bullying. Mm. And yes, I came, back, I came out the other side a lot stronger. I'm a better person for it now. But it's not a good thing. And I, I, I feel like the kids of today actually have it worse. Social media, the digital space, this whole other world that they're living makes it far greater, these things that they have to deal with. Is it as bad... As I think it is? It is. I think it's worse than we think it is. Because they even have more stress than we used to have at school. I mean, if you go to school, you do your work, you go home, and now they've got all these pressure from putting in social media, all that type of stuff. And what we've seen with the bullying, it's gone cyber more than physical. So when I was younger, I said, I'm fortunate enough to have been a bully. You were, you were a bully? Both sides. Okay. So I've been bullied and obviously hurt people hurt people. Yeah. So I turned out to be the bully. And also, like you said, I came out stronger on the other side because now I relate to everyone. So when I go speak to a school, I don't speak to the victims only. I don't just speak to the bullies because the problem we have, say a bully gets attention because they're always in trouble. Their names always get called out in class. The victims get attention because uh, even if they speak to someone or whatever, and it's, it's the same with sport. You have your first team rugby players and then you have those kids who don't do anything. It's the gray kids in the middle that we miss. The kids who actually just keep their heads down, come to school, do their work, don't want to bother anyone, don't want to stand out, you know, they want to fit in. So I think that's why what makes Be That Guy so successful in schools is we try and reach every kid. When you do these talks, you're speaking to everybody, and and I must say, there's um, there's this saying where you said, hurt people hurt people. But I came up with a better saying the other day, and I, put it, I actually put it on Facebook, I don't know if you saw it. Hurt people hurt people, but healed people will heal people. Oh, so does that, not, does that not mean that healed people could help the hurt? And that's, and that's exactly it. what you've become. So what we do is we try and heal people, because I've got this story where I try and equalize everyone. So I'll tell them my story, and it starts from a young age where I said, I've been sad, I've been lonely, I've wanted to give up on life, I've been bullied 
felt like I didn't belong, you know, all this. So I, I mentioned all these characteristics that I went through. And then I'll say, am I the only one with this type of dirt? Or mm. is there someone in here who has a similar story to mine? And then as soon as everyone raises their hand, we're on equal ground. As soon as you make peace with what's wrong with me, that's when you start healing. And I'm sure that that's where the part where you say heal people, heal other people, is just to make everyone comfortable that we're all not okay, but that's okay. Yeah, I, the last couple of years and with Good Things Guy and being in this space, it, it's taught me that everybody's dealing with a lot of trauma. And we, we have these monsters that we're not really speaking about because we're not taught to. I mean, especially as men, you know, keep your feelings inside, don't cry. Cowboys don't cry. Cowboys don't cry. All of those sorts of thoughts that we're brought up with. And then we land up walking around with this baggage. And so much so that during COVID, I've been pushing the message of being kinder, mm. of just being more kind to each other, because you never know what other people are going through. And I think if you can teach people that at their formative years at school, it would make such a difference in their adult life. I totally agree. Dude, I call it dirt, that baggage. Yeah. So this dirt is physical, and that's where you sit there and you're thinking, man, I'm too fat, I'm too skinny, I'm too tall, too short, too dumb, not rich enough, and all that type, type of stuff. All my toes look like knickknacks. Um, not yellow. Just, yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> but then the emotional dirt, that's the danger. That's the one where, without mentioning it, you'll never tell anyone, you don't know what what I've been through. You don't yeah. know what happened to me as a child. You don't know how close to the edge I am. You don't know what I'm battling at the moment. And we tend to keep quiet because we don't talk anymore. We don't, but luckily we do. Yeah, now <laughs> this we is do. us talking. <laughs> so we, we, you've done that, and that's one chapter in your life that is still ongoing. You're still doing it. It's evolved into something a lot bigger. Mm. You're going into more schools with these talks. But at some point between then and now, you also picked up a guitar. And you sang, you sang a song, I'll say it in English because my Afrikaans is really bad, but you, you sang a song about ships being built in harbors, which is fine because they're safe there, yeah. but that's not where they're meant to stay. And you had this really long beard and this really deep, gruff, gruff <laughs> voice, and you went viral globally. People were like, who is this guy? And where does he come from? And I don't even understand his music because I'm American or yeah. whatever. But you went viral globally. We were trending in every country. Nearly. What? I mean, did you plan that? Was there, was, there, was there a business plan behind that? Not at all. That's the thing. I've been singing for 20 years. Pub, churches, everywhere. Anyone who would sit still long enough to listen, I'd play guitar. And I got spotted by accident in a pub one night in a dodgy pub. And we worked on my album for a year. And this was going to be the first song that we put out. So I don't know if my marketing was that good because we did a countdown for about two months. Yeah. Saying, you know, 61 days. And when that song hit the first day, I think it had a thousand views on YouTube. The next thing went to 500,000. And then it I know. I was watching bombed it. Out. <laughs> and um, I stayed in bed for three days because I got so anxious because you read the comments, these guys, why is he trending in Germany or why is he trending in Australia and all that type of stuff. And uh, well, it worked for me. It worked so, for you. Yeah. It, it launched your, your singing career. I mean, that, that song, unfortunately, it's the one I'm going to have to sing for the next 20 years if I'm fortunate enough. <laughs> okay, so the song made you and, and, and you went viral and then you went global and it was all over the radio stations and everybody wanted to know who Joe Black is and who he was. But that also helped you build be that guy because obviously then more people like he sings 
and he's lacquer and he does good things. So we can pull him into more spaces where he can be kind and share these messages. Did you find that growth in that space as well? I appreciate the, the opportunity because, I mean, I think the first person to do an interview or an article about me was you. Yes, and, and damn, that, damn I would say that, was a, that launched it already. But getting into schools, you know, they... If you don't have a name, it's difficult to get into schools. And the music just made it the platform so much bigger because now I talk all around the country, yep. uh, tour around the world. Uh, this year we were going to tour UK, Ireland, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, Europe, America. So we were going to be busy. And that's the platform we got. And everywhere I go, I always carry the message of be that guy. You know, be someone who changes the world around them for the better. Which is exactly what you're doing. Talking about this year, you had all these great, great plans, as we all did. And then COVID hit, and then in South Africa, the lockdown hit, and we were all told to stay home. And you had these grand plans of going into it. And being a musician, I can't imagine that you were home that much to start off with. Mm. What was that shift like? To, to move from one great, I don't know, like, like the movies are, where people are in the movies doing the thing, being a bandy, a roadie, and then having to stay home. And it's quiet. And then it's quiet. Imagine yourself in a bus doing 120 k's an hour, and you standing in the middle, not holding on, and that bus just hits a brick wall, and you go flying. Perfect explanation. So, I, I mean, we tour a lot. I think I'm home at least four nights a week. The rest, I'm on the road. So do, getting used to that lifestyle and all of a sudden sitting at home, no purpose in that sense because there's no school that wants to see me, no show I have to be at. Uh, I actually got to spend time with my wife, found out she's actually a nice girl. <laughs> <laughs> she's actually in the studio. So yeah. so she's watching this. Yeah, dude, I can't explain the... I think it was more anxiousness of when are we going to start because our industry closed down before lockdown. Yep. And... Um, we thought, okay, maybe April, maybe June, and here we are, and still we haven't opened. Yeah, it's, it's taken a long time. I heard a rumor that I have to ask you about, and, and I, I don't want to make trouble in the studio, but apparently during lockdown, you, you got into fish hmm. <laughs> and aquariums. It's, it's all about aquariums. Yeah. Where, what, I mean, so first off, how many aquariums do you have now? How many did you have before lockdown? None. Okay, so that's a, that's a good base. How many do we have now? Four, but they're installing the fifth one on Tuesday. And where did this, I mean, did you always like fish? Or is this, yeah, is I, this a COVID release? Is this some creativity coming think, out of everywhere? I think that's enough to make everyone realize lockdown should stop. <laughs> I think I've always loved fish. It's got, that's where you'll find me. Two hours a day, I just sit in front of these fish tanks. Yeah. But I used to have one a big fish tank, but it's everything was hand-me-down. I couldn't afford because, I mean, fish are expensive. So I had fish and the tank cracked. So for about five years, six years, I never had fish again. So obviously boredom and luckily we got a bit more money than we used to have five years ago. I started with a tank and then it bored me and I bought another one. And now I'm building a two-meter tank into my wall. Okay, and I, I see you're avoiding eye contact with your wife, so <laughs> obviously that's a, that's a tender subject. Um, another project that, that you started in lockdown, which um, is really the reason that I brought you in here today, is you've started an online show, an online show, it's beautiful, I'm going to implore you guys to go find it, with Danny Painter from Jacaranda. You guys have, I mean, I think you first started on her show, and then you guys did a show. How did that all come about? 
we were talking, she was at my house one night, and we were talking about you. And I said, listen, there's, we need more people like that who spread positivity and a realness to say that we are not okay and that's okay, but how to work through all these issues. And I said, let's, I wish, because you guys were on radio once. And yes. I think I phoned in or You something. did, you did. It was, it was, so I'll, I'll say this now. There's a lot of people that you'll meet in your life in different circumstances where perhaps they are celebrities or influencers or for our younger audience, TikTokers. And, um, <laughs> and it's like you become a groupie, right? So yes, I'd written about you, but, but then I'd written about you when you went globally famous and viral. And you did, you, your status was lifted. So when Daddy brought you onto the show, I was fanboying. I was like, I'm speaking to Joe Black. Oh my God, this is, uh, this is crazy. I'm sure my mom was listening on the other side. Also like, what? This is mad. So, so yeah, I was on her show and you did phone in that night and it was um, amazing. But yeah, so you heard the, us on the show yeah. and you phoned in. And, and I, I said, well, I would, see, I've got a, apparently a radio voice. But you, you have to say radio voice. You do have a radio so voice. So I asked her, why don't we do, because I know you guys do a thing on Jacaranda. I said, let's just spread the message. The more people, the better. And then she said, let's start a, a vlog or video cast. And I was, yeah, okay. And so here we are now, I think eight episodes later, and we're still going. Well, you guys have got a beautiful studio. I know you're building another studio um, to go with your... Fish tank. There's a fish tank. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, you are really growing this platform. You have a, an amazing following and more so you're telling really good stories and bringing things to light. I think mental wellness is such a huge talking point, not just right now, it should have happened 20 years yeah. ago. But those words that you just said, it's okay not to be okay. And we need to start letting everybody around us know that it mm. really is okay not to be okay. Everybody's going to have bad days. In the advertising space, they've got this thing called the duvet day. And I think all companies should have it. I think you're allowed, like, depending on your agency, you can have like three or four duvet days a year. Oh. And a duvet day allows you to text your manager or your boss. You don't even have to phone. You don't have to send an email. You text them going, duvet day. Done. No doctors I don't, I don't need to tell you what I'm doing, where I'm going. If, I, if I'm going to stay in bed, it's got nothing to do yeah. with you. I am working on my mental health today. And I think if more corporates can adapt that way of thinking, mm. where we realize that our physical um, well-being is just as important as our mental well-being. And if people aren't in a mental good space, mm. they're not going to be able to perform. They're not going to be able to do their jobs. So I think the work that you're doing is vital. Thanks. And it's a message that we need to be pouring out there. You mentioned um, more people, more platforms, more things should be sharing kindness, doing good. And I agree 1 million percent. I've got a great story. Beautiful News launched like four years ago, okay. I think through Mercedes-Benz. And Mercedes-Benz contacted me and they said, Brent, um, we'd really like you to launch it. I know you've got good things, guys. It's a platform. It's good news. This is kind of similar, but it's not. And I immediately jumped up and I said, of course I will. 100% of course I will. And a lot of people around me were like, um, it's competition. Yeah. You can't, you can't. And immediately my response, my knee-jerk reaction was, no ways. Mm. We need more good news, especially as South Africans. Especially. I we, think there isn't competition in, in kindness. None whatsoever. Yeah. And, and we live in such a, not even now through COVID, but we live in such a traumatic place mm. where the hardships of our country we face every mm. single day. If there's not more kindness and more kind people around, like we'd all just leave. 
I think, and like you said, also starting from a young age, that's what we try and instill in these kids is just be nice, you know, don't be a jerk. And with the mental health, the mental issues, you know, emotional issues that I see children going through today, we started an app for that because kids don't talk anymore. You know, you get victimized or no one really does anything because there's so much going on at the moment. So we did a, a, we call it Heroes Anonymous. It's an anonymous reporting app where you can, if you're not feeling well, if you're being bullied, if you're in a fight or you know of someone, because you can report for yourself or for someone else. So you can be a hero. When did this app go live? Uh, beginning of the year. And, and why? COVID I, mean, I haven't even written about it. That <laughs> COVID hit, dude. It's an incredible, that is a tool that can be used that can change the world. If yeah. I had that when I was younger, exactly. it would have changed my life in a better way. And I'm sure it will change other people's lives. But also, in the position that you are now, people look at you and they think, you can't have an uh, off day. You can't have issues at the moment. We've spoken about this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're doing good. This would be the best place to anonymously say, I'm not coping. Because we cover, like I say, we, it's a positive and a negative. So we say, nominate a hero. If you see someone who does good or goes out of their way, nominate them and let's honor these people, you know, because our standards have dropped so low that if you see me picking up a paper, you'll say, oh, that's such a good thing he did. No, that's the norm. We all should be picking up papers and being nice. So we try and promote that as well. But then bullying, you get cyber, emotional, physical, all that type. And the word bullying has been thrown around a bit too much. So we narrow it down. We can't diagnose depression, mm-hmm. so we call it feeling sad. A lot of these kids block their parents on WhatsApp and they make their status picture where they cut themselves or, you know, capture, or you could put a status update where they say how tired of life they are. So now, if I see that on your phone or on your status, anonymously, I could say, my friend Brent is mm. not doing well. And people can reach out to you. I love your heart and I love what oh, you're doing you. and I really want to thank you. Um, we only have a bit of time left, so I'm going to ask two more questions. The one, have you been working on a new album? Because obviously lockdown must have spurred up <laughs> some sort of creativity between the fish tanks and the spending time with the wife. There must have been some time that you jotted down. I tried. Lockdown really stole all creativity. But uh, I'm working on a couple of things and uh, hopefully English album soon. I'll look forward to that. Yeah. I like a good As soon as I start writing it, I'll let you know first that you can do it right. Amazing. (laughs) And then if you could just let everybody know where they can find you, where they can follow you, where they can get your your app, your show, your I think you're on Danny's show on a Thursday night, Wednesday night. Thursday. Wednesday. Wednesday. So all of that information. Oh man, okay, because there's so many of these. So everywhere it's just Joe Black or Joe Black Eight on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I think those are the only social media platforms I have. And then uh, Be That Guy, we call it BTG Everyday Heroes for Be That Guy, Be That Girl, because, you know, we, we want to keep everyone happy. And then um, Heroes Anonymous app, go support us and get, our, get your school involved to invite us. It's that easy, and as I always say, only good things. That's it. Wishing you only good things. And for more good things, visit www.goodthingsguy.com. Okay? Love you. Bye.